You're listening to Soul Radio. Welcome back to Homeroom, a podcast series presented by Soul. I'm your host, Benjamin Aydin. In this series, I'll be speaking with some of the people I've met on my journey as a founder and creative director of La Benjamin. These people are friends, but also have served as mentors and guides, sharing advice and experience. In these conversations, I ask them questions on what drives them, what inspires them, but also advice on what it takes to make it in their respective industries. Today, my guest is Elise Swopes. I'll be speaking with her about being an early adapter to social media, setting the standards for Instagram, and maintaining her artistic integrity while working with brands. Welcome, uh, Elise, to to the podcast, and and um, really happy to actually learn more about you because we never had actually the time to like chill, hang out and just talk about your past and where you are now and where you're heading in the future. So I, I just want to like start with like, what was your first experience when you knew that you were an artist or at least have an artistic talent? Of, of course. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me again. I really appreciate you, you thinking of me and um, you know, we've been, me and Sadar, we've been thinking about our, our last meeting with you guys and we had such a great time. So it was a huge, uh, uh, happy, uh, little email I got from you, you know, so thank you again. So, of course. um, so as far as me being an artist, man, I've been an artist since I can remember. Um, since I was like about maybe like four or five, I was, I was, painting and, and drawing but it wasn't until I got a computer when I was about nine or ten years old where I started creating stuff digitally I was using this old program called kid Picks. Um, it was this free program on an apple blueback mac computer from like the early 90s and um, that's what kind of where I began my obsession with digital creating and I, I ended up teaching myself how to design websites by the time I was 10 and 11 And by the time I was like 12 or 13, I was selling MySpace layouts for money and McDonald's cheeseburgers at lunch um, in middle school. So I feel like that was kind of the the first intro to me kind of being an entrepreneur in my way. (laughs) Um, And then fast forward quite a bit. I started college uh, in in Chicago, but I eventually dropped out because I I really felt in my heart that I hadn't decided quite a bit of what I wanted to do exactly with my life. Um, but I just knew that I needed to figure it out in the streets instead of in a classroom in a box. And so with that being said, it was difficult to kind of prove to my parents, you know, I need to take years off of school from to just mess around and, and mess up as much as possible. And that's really what I did for the next uh, four or five years is I ended up uh, just designing for friends, uh, designing different websites for friends. And then I picked up Instagram in 2010. And a lot of my friends had no idea what Instagram <laughs> was. They had never heard of it. You know, So I'm they always called it. you. <laughs> <laughs> they called me Instagod. Yeah. Instagod. I mean, that was my nickname. Instagod. Really? Yeah. Yeah, wow. absolutely. A lot of my friends. Um, I'm going to call was you Instagoddess from now on. <laughs> I love it. I will take that. I, I mean, that's everything to me. I mean, that's the OG memory of me and Instagram. Um, but, you know, it was it was quite a process because I'm a, I'm I'm someone at the time who's a college dropout. 
I have nothing to my name. I have no laptop, no camera. Um, I have a broken iPhone four, which I could barely get anyway. It was like cracked. And I got it from like a random, like seven 11 in like a weird neighborhood. Um, so I was really quite a struggling artist to put my name out there and to do something with my life and to learn about myself. And, um, so I just started posting consistently on Instagram a lot, a lot, a lot. And I was just doing like surreal edits on my phone and eventually Instagram caught on to my artistry and made me a suggested user. And a suggested user at the time was uh, like this, this list that comes up when someone signs up for Instagram. Uh, It's really just a list of people that are an inspiration to kind of show you, okay, what should you do with Instagram? How do you create on Instagram? How do you approach Instagram? I was one of those people that kind of set the standard for a lot of people to what Instagram is. And so I gained like at least a hundred thousand followers within a few months, which was quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Back then, especially back then. Yeah, exactly. Especially when, you know, Instagram is popping and it's huge and it's one of the biggest things, you know, I mean, it, it was it was definitely something that I tried not so much to take advantage of because I don't think that um, the intention was to like make money so much. It was really just to share who I am, share my vision, share what what I really wanted to do, which was just create. And I got a lot of opportunities through this um through one of my friends named Liz uh she ended up creating one of the first uh mobile influencer agencies in New York and she was kind of I mean she really introduced me in the world Which year of was business this? when I this is in like 2012 2013 maybe <laughs> yeah people pretty, are yeah, now and, creating it Imagine. Yeah and, right and <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I mean this is like the first time where no one I mean this is People are like commenting on my photos and like, you're a sellout. This is crazy. How are you putting ads? I've never seen this before. Like, (laughs) I'm one of the first people who was really kind of setting the stage and I had to get hated on for quite a bit. But it was a lot of fun for me because in my eyes, I was creating stuff that wasn't like, you know, hey, it's me with a selfie type of stuff. It was like I'm creating stuff that's commercials, you know, for magazines, for things that are like that I want people to stop at while they're turning the page, but like in a digital form, you know, when they're Mm -hmm. scrolling and they stop. And I ended up doing this, um, this project with this juice company. And, uh, what I did was I, I had the the juice and I poured it into the lake and I ended up editing the, the Chicago Lake, Michigan, uh, the lake in Chicago with the juice. And it ended up being on like the news and because it was like this great kind of like, weird edit that so many people were like so either bothered by or interested in you know but it was kind of my way to 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 go outside the norm of what people were doing with advertising on Instagram and selfies and stuff like that where I just wanted I just wanted to create something different and and use my imagination and not just you know put a bottle in front of the camera and make it you you want to make it unique and you want to make it push yeah you just want to also Absolutely. put your signature on it, right? So I have a question. Like, yep. What comes first for you? Is it the technology or your artistic mm-hmm. idea? I'm going to say the idea comes first. I think that the tech comes after for me. I think I can do anything if I put my mind to it with my phone. 
And I don't think that I've ever limited myself with it in that way. I think there has been a ton of situations where, you know, people have asked me, why haven't you picked up a camera? And obviously at this point I have, I have a Canon, I shoot with a Canon. Um, I have a ton of different, you know, tech things that I use all the time. I've got a really nice Mac, you know, things have changed in my life that allowed me to get better things. But at the same time, I'm still doing big projects on my phone because that's where I feel most comfortable. I, I feel the best when I, I have this in my hands and I have full control with my fingers and I can shoot, I can be on the go. I can think of my ideas. Um, and, and that is something I think I even want to teach people is like, it's not about all the stuff that you need or want. It's really about all the things that you already have within you. It's just about thinking about the possibilities that and, and what you and, and being grateful for what you already have and using what you have. Because if I could get to this point with just a broken iPhone 4 and absolutely nothing to my name from the from the beginning, I mean the the sky's the limit, you know? Yeah. I also saw your commercial with Logitech. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. what I really liked <laughs> on that one and I think yeah. that makes that special also and aligns with what you're saying is that a lot of people don't know that you can use a mouse with different devices. Yeah. And I use absolutely. Logitech myself. Uh, I have the anywhere, the small mm -hmm. one. So yes. you can put it on your iPad and I, I that's yeah. educating people. And I think lots of people don't know that. That's why like really nice what you did. Absolutely. Really I'm an educator. People. I'm an educator in my heart. I give away a lot of free information for my podcast. And if you go on my That's website, amazing. I've got a resources page with organization charts. I've got my podcast where I talk so, about everything from mental health to business to taxes to to how to, you know, anything that you can think of. So I, nice. I've got it on there. And I, I put, um, you know, I've got a mentee program where I have 17 mentees who I've been talking to for the last nine months. 45 minutes a month. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm half their therapist and half their mentee, <laughs> which is still fun. But it's also half the reason why I'm going to go back to school for psychology coming up for my master's because I love helping people and I love seeing how the mind works. That's so amazing. I think we need more people that are like you. And I Thank think you. that's Thank a big you. inspiration because... Only if we share, we can actually evolve as people. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, I, I, um, I, I low-key don't like the corny sayings, even though I'm one of those people who's always kind of posting affirmations and stuff like that. But <laughs> yeah. I do like to say, be the change you know you wish to see. I think we lend our best inspiration by by example rather than being preachy, you know. So I'd rather show people what to do rather than tell them what to do. And what other mediums are interest in exploring? I am been messing with the what have I messed with like three D design, which has been really fun. Um, I've been it's having a lot world. of fun with video editing. Yeah, three D is nuts. I mean, at first, I've, it's been years and years and years of my life that I've kind of pushed it to the to the wayside because I've been afraid to try it. I was thinking that it was going to be too much for. I don't know, just the way that I think. And if I approached it, that maybe I'd be dismissed by it and then it would be the worst. I don't know. But like when I opened the program up, I was like, it's scary. Oh, this is, yeah, it's very scary. But it also has kind of the same Mindset. things as like Photoshop or like Illustrator Layers. or like, you know what I mean? Like everything's kind of the same in all these different programs. I also started using this app called Shaper 3D on iPad. Oh, dope. Cool. You know nice. this app? 
I haven't, but I feel like, dude, the 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 mobile market right now is unbelievable it's changing every single day and i feel so blessed that i stuck through it to be honest because there was a lot of times where you know a lot of people will say you got to move forward you got to do something else you got to do this but for me i feel like i I try to to show people and teach even kids you know that you're that you don't need all this expensive stuff and you can have an ipad your phone or whatever to really to push the ideas exactly And how do you feel like your art is being perceived in the more formal gallery and art fair world? You know, my work is interesting because I think it it could, it could, it's very surreal. So when it comes to like the waterfalls or the giraffes or adding mountains or certain things, it can seem scary to some people which I've I'm quite surprised by myself because I think it's more magical but I think some people think it has reference a lot to and maybe even subconsciously it does to me but a lot to you know global warming and global global change and, and and the way that the world is in general and I think a lot of art speaks for itself to whoever's looking at it, you know, and yeah. I think, and for me, when it comes to the way that people interpret it, it's, it's, it could be all across the board from it being in kids' bedrooms to it going on a news station and everyone's like, how dare you post this? This is fake. This is crazy. Blah. You know, it's like, you never know who the audience is, but it, it just depends on their experiences and what they're going through and, and, and the way they're going to interpret it. So Either when it comes to my personal work, that's kind of how I see it. But when it comes to like my 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 paid work, it really is a 50-50 collaboration between the past and my personal present where I'm studying the brand, I'm studying their message, I'm studying what worked for them, and I'm putting my own spin on it because obviously they asked me for a reason and my audience follows me for a reason and they're expecting something. So you need somewhere I, I in the middle. Least, Exactly, exactly. So and I want to, you know, put I want to do something that 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 I can, you know, add some add to the history of of it, of to the company, to the brand. And so, yeah, if I can go along with what they've been doing, I think it's even better because I think about it from a from a brand standpoint, from a creative standpoint. And I think a lot of people forget about this sometimes is that there are still people on the other side who are showing your work in a meeting where they have to, you know, show what you've done so that they can share where that money that they paid you for that project is going. They got to make sure that, you know, the whoever has has approved this brand project or whatever that you have created for, you need to make them look good so that either they hire you for the next time or you're just making somebody feel good in their day. You know, at least that's how I think about my creation and my project management is like, I just make sure that I'm thinking beyond myself and thinking about who is, is who is producing this, this, this project, who's at the the highest level, who's going to be, you know, in, in interpreting it. And I think that's what made me last a little bit longer than, than some people, in my opinion. A lot of people, I don't think they go into depth, like you're just explaining. A lot of people mm-hmm. just go for the paycheck. And they're like, yeah. oh, yes, I, I, I got this deal, you know? Right. It's not <laughs> exactly. many people look at the history and where the brand no, wants don't. to go and aligning that yeah. with your own creative vision. That's when the magic happens. Right? You're absolutely right. And it took me a lot to learn that, though. You know, it takes, I think it takes a lot to kind of learn through that 
through experiences. I wasn't always the best person when it came to a lot of projects. I was a little bit impatient. I was a little bit more reactive. But I think as I've grown in time, I've learned that being understanding, being patient, and just working with people and communicating properly is really the best avenue you can always go through. For sure. And I also have realized that sometimes when you look at the brand from the outside, and working with a brand from the inside with the team, mm -hmm. you see how much effort there is behind. Yes. Sometimes yes. you just take it for granted <laughs> and you just say, ah, oh, it's this. But actually, these people are like creating magic and like incredible things that Absolutely. we all take for granted. Sometimes. You are so right. Absolutely. We do have to think about the ground up. Everything begins somewhere with someone, for you sure. know. And I think if we if we ignore each piece, we're really kind of you know, pushing somebody's soul to the side. So I just want to always respect And it was so unexpected. I'm going to go back to the Logitech. I, it was so unexpected that you mm -hmm. did that. But I like <laughs> that so much because it being unexpected makes it fresh. Yeah. Right? It makes it fresh yeah. and it makes it real. Just because no one in your kind of field has done it, it doesn't yeah. make it bad. It actually makes it better. This is, That's this is I think, what's important. <laughs> It makes me so happy. Honestly, I, it was what I, that that idea really. I had to sit on it for a while because the thing was is like my first Logitech post. Um, I did a giveaway, and giveaways tend to sell themselves. You know, like you can do yeah, a giveaway and post kind of whatever, and people will you know in, yeah, interact with it. But I think stuff. with my yeah, they love free stuff. You know, <laughs> and I love giving free stuff. You know, but I think with the second one, I was like, okay, well, I did a giveaway the first time. I'm not going to be doing a giveaway the second time. So I, I can't just, I don't know. For me personally, I can't just like post a picture of me using it. Like I, I got to do something that's interactive and different and, and intriguing. And that's at least been my motive in the last few years. And so I sat down with like this literal, this right here is like my, I this uh big. Uh, uh, what is this? Like a, a notebook, ideas. you know? Yeah, I just have a notebook, a huge notebook with a this this pencil here where I just write down everything and I break it down, you know? Like I write down, okay, what's the intention? What's the idea? Who, like what, every single thing behind what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to, to get to somebody and how I want them to internalize it, I break it down. And then that's when I start getting to the creative side. Okay, now how can I get the transitions to different rooms? Because I know that I'm going to be using this product on different items or in different spaces. And so I just, it was really just like a math problem or a science problem each time I really got down to it. And I realized the more that I kind of treat my projects like that, so, I mean, they're, they're so much easier to, to get done and to, I don't know, just, just make someone else proud rather than myself. I feel That's like the brand is proud. I feel like, you know, like it. It, it feels like I'm making a commercial on TV. Like it's I just want to, I want to make everybody feel good. Like empathy, right? It's mm -hmm. not just about I yourself. I'm the others. biggest empathetic person ever. <laughs> I I really truly feel like I and that's why I mean I I would I used to think that I was um in uh like a, a person who is really energetic, you know, that that could be around people. And I realize that now it's more that I I'm I'm almost depleted of energy when I'm around people because I could feel everyone's energy. I could read people a lot. I could understand people so much and it almost like tires me out. 
And so it's it's almost led me to be somewhat of a hermit in a way. <laughs> What's star sign are I, you? Uh, Sag. Okay. Sagittarius. Yeah, I was born in December 19th. Um, so Ooh, coming I mean, up soon. I know. I just turned 30 last December. So, you know, 31. Oh, well. But, oh, same um, as me. I'm also turning <laughs> nice. 31 in October. Awesome. Oh, your birthday's coming up too. Yes. Hey, hey. So what, did, what what does it mean to be an artist in America today? <laughs> it's it, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, man. It's 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 I mean there's so many things to talk about. There's so many things you can't forget about. There's so many things you have to pay attention to. I mean, you can't be an ignorant artist these days because what is your purpose? You know? I mean, you can be an escapist, which is totally fine, you know? I mean, there's a there's an there's a there's a healthy way to help people feel like the world isn't crumbling 24/7, you know, but at the same time you can't be ignorant in your your escapism where you're still educating others and you're still speaking your mind and you you're making sure that you're using your platform because everyone's got a voice and everyone can make a difference by the one thing they can say. And I I didn't realize for at least many years of my life that what I said mattered that much to people until you know, some of my aunts and uncles were sending me messages and they're like, thanks for posting that. I donated. I did this. I shared it with this. You know, I've never thought about it this way. And I'm just like, that's that's what it's about. You know, it's about it's those people. You know, I just I, I, I think it's now more than ever. And especially with everything that's going on with the pandemic, with, you know, just Black Lives Matter. I mean, everything yeah. that's going on in the world beyond what America is even, you know, in the fires. I mean, everything. It's like you have to think about what your purpose is at this point in your life and what your mission is, because the stuff that you thought mattered before doesn't anymore. And it's really about the the it's about helping people and it's about helping yourself help other people, which means you know, making self-care important, making sure that you are, are 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 giving your secrets away, you know, the same way I am with my podcast, my mentorship and all those things. I mean, it's it's just about giving back to the point where you're not so much depleting yourself, yep. but you're just doing your part, you know, and I and that's what we can all do is do our part. And it doesn't we don't need to solve all the world's problem. It's just that, you know, you can do your best when you're being your best example and in, in giving what you have. Uh, I also think that we, have, especially now after all this pandemic and everything that the world is going through, we're just excited if we see something that's purposeful. Yeah. You know, right. the rest, all this like fake commercials, all these like fake events and all of that, it's all gone. People want to see real purpose. They you do. Know? And that's, I think... That's something good that actually came out from all of this. I agree. We, we're in a purposeful world now. And uh, how, how, how do you, just to go back a little bit to what we discussed, how do you manage working with brands and maintaining your artistic imagery? Because you also mentioned that you're trying to find the balance, but sometimes, you know, when it's big commercial brands, it can also change your artistic imagery sometimes because they have, certain kind of brand messages that they have to stay yeah. stick into how do you manage it ah <laughs> uh, you know I, i think it's 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 definitely been a learning process in these years i've done over a hundred different brand projects at this point i think it's hitting probably 150 at this point so wow. um 
every single time I've said yes, it's been to learn about maybe not so much what to do, but maybe not what, maybe what not to do, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, yep. it, I think when it comes to a lot of these brand projects, especially the ones that are a little bit more rigid, I try to, like we mentioned, meet halfway, which I've been quite successful at. Um, but you know when something doesn't feel right. You know when it's not going to be successful. And I think yeah. it has a lot to do with rushing through it, you know, not communicating properly. It has a lot to do with um, uh, not trusting myself enough. And I think those are probably the most difficult projects. Um, but I, but I, I think when it comes to a lot of these, there's always a way to get your message across because it's your, I mean, it's at least with my work, when I do my things, um, it's still my platform, you know, and I'm still the one that has to hit send and post and no matter what, you know, no one's going to ever make me post something or do something that I'm not a hundred percent happy with. And by the end of it, um, you know, either I'm going to post it or I'm not, and I'm either going to yeah. take the check or I'm not. <laughs> yeah. So you got to decide. That's the but game. I think in most, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So at this point in my life, I do think that it, I mean, more times than not, it's been successful and I have figured it out by just persevering and, and pushing through and, and taking each step, um, you know, uh, for what it is and not trying to, to, to rush through, but sometimes things fail and you just got to realize that, I mean, it's not, it's not going to be the end. You know, a lot of my, my projects I thought were going to be like the end of me or the end of my brand or something. Cause it was so crappy and like, I didn't do a good job or yeah. I didn't put my, you know, like the perfect idea there. Or I thought about it later. I'm like, dang, I should have did that. But you realize that that stuff doesn't really matter. And time moves so quick and you just, you, you got to bring that next side, that, that lesson to the next, the next project or the next idea, you know, cause that's where, that's where you're going to use it best and you can't go back. Elisa, tell us about your creative, um, way that you start working on a project. What's, how do you do it? How do you start? Um, I tend to got my, my notebook and my pencil. <laughs> um, so it's actually I... very analog. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The creative process is, is definitely analog. It's, it's a pen, paper, go back to the basics. I actually have been meditating for about four years now consistently. And I think the meditation helps with time because um, I realize when it comes to thinking and conceptualizing, the more you at least for me personally, the more I, I, I think too hard, the less I think. And I realized that that's where my ideas disappear. And so by meditating a lot more, I started to, to allow things to kind of come and to be more organized and to not so much plan them, but allow them to just show up when they need to by leaving room for boredom or leaving room for you know, just free time. Um, and I think that's where some of my best ideas come up instead of like sitting and I'm like, Oh, I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, that's been the creative process of recently, but the, the, that's mostly for the, the, the business projects, I think, but the personal ones are random. The personal ones are either by 
Like if I haven't shared like a waterfall edit in a while and I know people expect it and like that from me, I might have to consider doing one or mm-hmm. like a giraffe edit I have to do. Um, but for me, I do like to do new things. I do like to try different stuff. And that can be difficult because, you know, a lot of people expect the same kind of work from people they love and they look up to sometimes. And it can be a little limiting. And I want to give everyone what they want, but I also don't don't want to be the same. Yeah, You also want to challenge challenge them, but also yourself. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But people, like, the community puts you in that box, right? And mm-hmm. y- you know that you have to stay in the box, but at the same time, you want to yes. be a little bit out of the box. So, <laughs> I know. Um, like, I'm like dipping my toe out like slowly <laughs> every like year, you know? I like know exactly even right now, I'm doing it with like video or like 3D design or like illustration, you know? Like I'm just slowly showing them what else I can do so that they're not like shocked. Yeah. Because I've seen them shocked before. Like I, I remember when a lot of my followers had no idea that I was even a girl, you know? And so like that, cause I never posted a picture of myself for years and they would think, you know, cool streetwear photos, you know, dark city alleys. Oh, you know, it's like, Oh, of course a guy shot these. Of course a guy posts these. No, it's me. I'm doing them. It's such <laughs> a so bad posting, way of thinking. By the of way. course it is. Of course, you know, you got to change people's minds. And exactly. so, you know, the more I posted photos, the less, the more people were kind of like, well, what, this is crazy. Why are you posting pictures of yourself? This is not why I followed you. You know, and I'm like, but this so, is me. This is who I am. People like, are so toxic on Instagram <laughs> sometimes, to be uh, honest. Instagram has changed a lot. It's been such a process um, to see every year what happens, you know. And it's weird because, I mean, especially relying on it. You know, it's my business. It's it's yeah. what I do. And to All see Every year, these new things like TikTok or whatever, or Vine or whatever come up, and you're just kind of like, okay, kind of biting your fingers and seeing, like, okay, what's going to happen? Is Instagram going to go away? Are they going to eat them up? Are they going to, like, is my, where's my next gig going to be? Where's my, where's my business lie, you know? And I think when it comes to Instagram, they eat up whatever comes out. So I don't even know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> they just came out with reels. So yeah. I like reels, you know. I think TikTok is cool, but I, I haven't really gotten to it because, I just, I am so busy with so many things that branch out from Instagram and the the things I create from Instagram is that I couldn't even fathom using like TikTok or LinkedIn or, um, or doing anything else that doesn't have to really do with it. So it's difficult for me. I don't even have a side Instagram account. I don't have a Finsta because I can't keep up with it. So <laughs> I'm but like, Finsta I, is I'm where on... the fun happens. I heard. I also don't have I one. bet. I bet, but I, I just, I tried it and I can't even keep up with it. Yeah. I just can't keep up with it. I don't have the time. I just yeah. love my work. I love teaching people. I love what I do and I truly love what I do. So there's just no more room for me to escape. You know, there's not a second life to this. This is the only life I have. So Elisa, you also explained a little bit uh, that sometimes you get more creative randomly rather than sitting on the desk. Yeah. But did you, recently or in the past have like a creative block where it's more than just days where you don't feel like how do you get out from it and um, did it ever happen to you yeah I think it's the same kind of thing where you know you you you're thinking too hard you know and that's when you go blank like I think that's where it comes in and I didn't really realize it until I started really studying meditation and the way the brain works and stuff is like 
I didn't realize that because I was trying so hard to like come up with something or do something that was what I expected, I think that was almost what held me back. And the more that I just try things and conceptualize and just not so much do them to post or to share or to even be good at, you know, just to try a tutorial or do whatever or read a book like that's that's the extent I go is I don't I just don't limit myself to what can be done. I I, I expand myself to the possibilities of what can I learn? You know what I'm saying? And I and that's where I think a lot of us should come in is not, you know, being obsessed with the perfectionism, but being almost obsessed with the imperfections, because that's where the fun in life lies is, okay, what can I do today? How can I figure this out? What can I get better at? Who can I talk to? You know, because there's no such thing as bored so much anymore. (laughs) I love also this wabi-sabi culture and uh, the Japanese way of looking at imperfection. I think Mm -hmm. that imperfection is also beauty, right? So were, were there any failures uh, that you had in your past project where you were like, oh, this, I, I, why did I do this? And... <laughs> yeah, I think most of my failures lied in, in being too stressed for no reason. Um, I think we put a lot of stress on ourselves or a lot of expectations when there doesn't need to be. And I think a lot of those stressors and things can be communicated and talked through and breathed through. Um, so I think when I look back, I think a lot of my regrets lied in the stress that I gave myself when I didn't need to be so, so bothered or like worried, you know, I think you just kind of got to allow things to be and see what happens and, and move forward from there and, and bring your best self. And I, I think I was always so concerned about being perfect, you know, that that same kind of conversation where it was really just about learning through things. And sometimes you make I just the deal bigger than it is, right? Sometimes nah. you're just overwhelming oh, yeah. yourself. Absolutely. So that's been the, one of the biggest learning curves for me in the last few years is just being patient and, and being kind to myself and, and just, you know, taking things slow because it's important. And what does nature mean to someone living in a concrete jungle (laughs) it means uh putting waterfalls in your art in mountains and giraffes and (laughs) (laughs) i think your community is gonna love this one right (laughs) absolutely absolutely i mean they're gonna definitely pin this they should. They should. You know, I think that's that's it. I mean, what you lack almost brings, you know, what you do in a sense. I mean, I think uh, I've grown up in the one of the flattest uh, cities and in, in states in, in I mean, in, in, in America, Illinois, you know, it's it's barely got anything. And uh, so I think with that, I think with those limitations, you know, I was just kind of dreaming of something bigger, something different, a little bit beyond what what was what was possible and using whatever I had to my abilities, which, you know, broken iPhone four or different free stocks, images and stuff and going outside and shooting my own photos and blending those together. I think that was breaking through the limitations of of what I knew weren't necessarily there. So going a bit back. Do you remember like how it was before social media? <laughs> uh, no, 
Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I've been on, I've been using AOL Instant Messenger since I can remember. I was on Zanga. You know, I was. MI, that. Were you on MIRC? Oh, uh, do you I remember that? I don't time? think so. I was on I it. I don't think so. MSN. Those oh, MSN yeah, MSN. days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my MSN, God, that was yes. crazy times. Absolutely. I mean, I you know I was making away messages and stuff like that. I mean, I think the the furthest extent for social media for me was probably like AIM though. You know, AOL Instant Messenger was my first kind of go around with like kind of organizing my online presence. You know, kind of uh, you know creating a username and creating the what was the your first username type and. Oh my god! I think it was like Backstreet Boy Lover twenty one or something, <laughs> or like I swear. And then it went to like Cookie Monster or something. It was oh, just I guess how you I were don't hungry. even know <laughs> something. And then it was like Oreo Cookie, I think, because I was like I'm black and white, so I was like, oh, that's funny, that's cool, Oreo Cookie, ha ha. Like I don't even know. So you know, it's been I've been through a lot. And then it was Nelly Lover for a little bit. Nelly was fun. That was fun. Um. So yeah, I've been through a few, but. Uh, I think yeah, that's I a I think that's a cr- cool concept is to get all the like people that are known in the, on Instagram and ask their first username and then make yeah. an artwork out of it. <laughs> that would be so much fun. Yeah. That'd be amazing. That'd yeah. be really fun. I actually I did a TED talk um, called "The Child of the Internet" and I talk about um, you know my my experience with the internet and how I grew up with it and what it means to me and how it made me who I am. Yeah, it's uh, definitely shaped us and we're, we're the generation yeah. of mobile, yes. you know, before us, there was no mobile, the generation passed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's crazy that how, how technology, the iPhone uh, apps, the apps that are on iPhone and it's, it's a crazy, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. They've grown so much. I used to not be able to do anything on my phone, and now I can do anything. <laughs> so I, the way that I've been limited for all these years has been uh, a process for sure. How do you balance between your public personality and your personal life? Hmm, I think I'm about the same. I think I'm more. Mm, I think I'm more personable in person. Obviously, I think there's, I think you can only feel someone's energy when you're with them. Um, and you can kind of see, you know, how they are and how they interact and stuff like that. I think it's difficult for me because I'm not really someone who posts a lot of videos of myself, though yeah. I think a lot of people probably do, you know, get a certain sense of who I am. But um, I think I'm about the same, though. You know, I try to make sure that I am not faking it till I make it because I just think that that's a miserable concept. And I would love to learn sometimes, through but everything. It's, it's not just because <laughs> of that. It's also sometimes yeah. you want to keep some things very personal. You don't want yeah. the public because it makes it also valuable for your family mm-hmm. and your friends that some part of you is kind of private and that's mm-hmm. and that's also really interesting i think sometimes i meet some celebrities and like this guy is a douche or like oh <laughs> or i meet someone and he's like oh he's actually so humble you know yeah it's, absolutely it's you never uh, know you never know you really never know never, you know. never know um but that's I also i guess ever... it's a mystery right 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it is a mystery. Absolutely. I've been pretty decent. At, I'm a pretty good reader. I can tell by someone's profile if they're kind of douchey or not, to be honest. But <laughs> You're a reader for sure. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, I am not someone who posts a lot of pictures of like my family or like about my relationship or stuff like that. Um, you won't ever really hear about that kind of stuff unless it's through my podcast. You, you can hear so much about my personal life through my podcast. Cause I'm much more, I like to talk a lot more, um, than type stuff. I don't think I can get like my emotions across as much through typing things. I like to, that's why I have phone calls with my mentees. That's why. I just feel like it's easier for me to get my inflections across and to really say what I want to say. So since uh, you talked about your boyfriend, yeah. I, you know, I work Trashy. with Lamia too. So sometimes I ask, since we're both creative, I ask her questions mm-hmm. like, Lamia, what do you think about this? And I'll get, <laughs> do you, do you guys do that with each other? Uh, how, or yeah. you don't show each other? How is it? <laughs> Yeah, he probably with me more. He he probably asks me more about his like my opinion than I do him. But I'll ask him for help more than he might ask me. Like I'll ask him for like physical help. Like I like the Logitech video. I needed um, someone to do the video for me because I I created all the concepts. I had all the ideas, but I just was like I cannot spin the video myself well being in it you know so i was like i just need you to do this thing for me and so it's really a blessing that he can be my assistant at home when i have something and he does it to the t and does it even better most times um so that's been the greatest blessing in our relationship i mean we met 10 years ago before either of us were photographers or creatives and so to grow with each other and to you know, learn through each other through that has been so much fun. Um, you guys are it's a horror like couple. You support We really each other. are. <laughs> we are. But at first it was, it was weird at first because uh, we were getting like the same jobs and stuff. And we kind of had to like battle a little bit. We kind of <laughs> like post the same photos sometimes. So there was a but, weird time where we yeah. were kind of trying to figure out our own styles. I think it was in like 2011, so 2012. Too. Oh yeah, it was. There was some competition there for a little bit, but now we're completely different. Completely different. But yeah, it's it's so nice to have somebody like that. I would not trade our relationship for the the world. And I think that's a great example, also, because Lamy and I were the same. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people say you should not work together or you should not do that, but actually, there are some good examples and there are some bad examples. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely, I think that's a great inspo for people. Uh, oh, how, how, sure. how do you want your contribution to the culture to be viewed five years from now? Um, I want to have made people feel like they can do what they want to do. I want to have not inspired people to do what I want to do at all, because that's not my intention. I don't want to make little me's, you know, like that's not that's not the, the, the purpose. It's really just about inspiring people to trust their gut and to trust their instinct and to follow their intuition and to do what they love because that's, what's going to make the world work. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's what's going to make the world spin the right way. Otherwise we're going to be miserable. You know, I know what depression feels like. I know what anxiety feels like. I know what that stuff feels like. And I mean, it all begins in a place of not trusting yourself, not living your dream, not starting in a place of, 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 of comfort every day where you know that 
you're, you're, you have a purpose and a mission, you know, that, that, that is something that, um, you can't fake, you know? And so I think that that's my mission and purpose as of right now and, and forever is to inspire people to think a little bit further about how they can, can push themselves to, to get exactly what they want. Cause you know, I, I was quite a bit of, um, I don't know. I, I blame the world a lot for my problems. And, and I didn't really realize that I was really the one that could take responsibility for a lot of things. And when I finally you know, started waking up really early and eating well and working out and uh, being consistent, organizing, and I think my life changed a lot. And I stopped allowing the world to decide my mood for me. And I decided it for myself. And how did you do you know, that I, change? Because that doing oh, that man. change is difficult for people, right? <laughs> It's was I mean, it from it's a, one day to another? Hard. Oh, it took I mean, it's, it's five years in and I'm still working, you know, I'm still realizing a lot of stuff. Uh, it's it's a hard process because it's humbling. It means that you have to be accountable for everything. It's not anybody else's problem, but yours at this point. And that's a hard thing to accept because that means that you are, you know, you have you are the one that makes things happen, you know? And, and at some point I think that's, I mean, that can be a lot for some people to swallow. And, and when you wake up in the morning, you're kind of, okay, now what's next, you know? But I think that's where the conversation comes into play where I begin with, with my imperfections. I read so many books. I, um, you know, I, I have my mentees. I, I just share everything I know, not with the, the hope that I know everything, but with the hope that I could, at least help someone else with the stuff that helped me, you know? And so I, I, I think every day is really a testament to how much someone can change because if I can be in a psych ward, you know, eight, nine years ago and feel like completely just at a loss of life and feel completely brand new every single day and excited, absolutely anything is possible for anybody. A lot of people also they they have creative talent mm -hmm. but because of their friends and people around them mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. don't feel like like mm -hmm. they should be doing creative mm -hmm. art or work what do you yeah. suggest people to be like let out their creative wild animal inside of them you know uh i mean for me personally my experience has been that no one around you is going to know what you know you know no one's going to feel that feeling inside of you but you and you've got to decide you know are you going to live for yourself or are you going to live for any everybody else and there's going to be a lot of struggle within that there's going to be a lot of doubt with other people around you i mean my parents question everything people around me question everything you know but in my gut i always knew that if I kept going with what made me feel good and brought me peace and happiness, which was art, even though there wasn't <laughs> a perfect route for it or a college route or whatever that looked like everybody else's, you know, like it, it, it was just a gut instinct. I kept with it. I feel like now it's, I just feel glad that I stuck with it and in time people will come People will see, you know, people will, will, will notice when they can, but those, that those people, aren't your audience, you know, those people aren't not necessarily your community, but that's, those aren't, those aren't the people who love the stuff that you love. You know, you love each other and your family and your friends and stuff like that. But the stuff that you care about, like the art or whatever it is, there's a whole community out there of people who are willing to support and, and, and really, you know, 
be involved with what you're doing. And sometimes you have to go outside of your immediate circle to find that. And I think I have realized in these many years is that a lot of your immediate circle aren't going to support you right away, but it's going to be those people that you have never met that you don't know who live million miles away, you know, that are going to support you almost the best. And that's where the internet comes into play and, and using it the right way is not getting, you know, too, too in tune with, the troll stuff and, and not, you know, involving yourself with that kind of energy, but being more in tune with the the supportive side of it, where it's, you know, a supportive community of people and like-minded people who just love art and want to share their art. Just before yeah. we end, mm-hmm. what kind of music do you listen to? <laughs> I listen <laughs> to a lot of music. I listen to everything. I'm going to be real. Here. I listen to everything. Um, I listen, like, I, I, I will be honest. I think I, I listen to mostly Travis Scott though. Uh, Travis, Kendrick, Kendrick, <laughs> and uh, Tyler, like Rihanna. Like Tyler? I like Tyler a lot. It's been a while since I've like really listened to him, like like really listened to it. But I know he's he's performing at Adobe Max, which I'm gonna be a speaker at uh, coming up. It's a digital uh uh a conference, but conference. yeah. So, but he's gonna be performing, which will be cool, um, which I'm excited about. But so, I mean. Any new up and coming artists that you're listening to? Uh, honestly, all I do is work, so <laughs> and watch TV and watch documentaries. So, uh, I think anything right? that you suggest for people to watch that you recently ooh. watched. Ooh. ooh, that's a good one. This is probably not the best, but I will say it's juicy. All right. First season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Watch Yay. it. Let me know what happens. I promise you it's everything you've wanted and more. It's an amazing way to finish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, I'm like the most, I'm like one of the most like, like work driven, you know, very busy people. Like you can see my, my, my to-do list and my calendar is always filled up, but you can all, I can always fit in some like, trashy tv or something crazy in there you like need for at least a few hours necessary right? oh and you i love people watching opposite. too yeah yeah so it's like me studying humans how crazy can i get yes <laughs> <laughs> i like it oh really this was one of my favorite talks even though everyone is special but oh i appreciate that really, I really really nice. yeah everyone's great I appreciate you again for inviting me. Thank you for listening to Homeroom with Benjamin Aydin and our guest today, Elise Swopes. Be sure to tune in to an all-new episode next week. For more on our series, go to soul.digital. You can also follow us on Instagram by going to at souldxb and at Benjamin Aydin. See you next time. You're listening to Soul Radio.